I can't I can't eat the double packs, man. I got I gotta know when to hold them, know when to fold them. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're planning out our Comic-Con at-home panel viewing experience, Mike. Oh, we could only hope that it's just as fun as going to Comic-Con in real life. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Batman gets a Gotham spinoff. Again. Again. Yeah, I felt like I was, uh, I know I've been in a quarantine and like time is like a flat circle and we're all repeating everything, but I was like, I feel like I've read this news before. Uh, we, we've been down this road. We, we, we've talked about it before. Uh, we've got new trailers for the Umbrella Academy and the boys we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And more. Yeah, we're kind of like in this l- like mid to late summer like comic book like TV boon uh, because there's another comic book show that landed on Netflix that I'll kind of talk about here in a minute. But yeah, Mm -hmm. then we got the Umbrella Academy coming up and then the boys. So luckily uh, people have planned ahead to give us comic book content uh, maybe before they knew the world was falling apart. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's, those are, it's great to have stuff. Um, I was talking to someone, they were like, uh, using my, they were, we were looking at my Plex server last night, and they were like, "Oh, you get even like the newest releases." I'm like, "Well, if there were were new releases, I would put them <laughs> on here." But no, I, these are pretty. These are a few months old by this point. But uh, yeah, we're we're doing what we can over here. Yeah, and then also uh, Agents of Shield. Just on that note, talking about shit, Agents of Shield wraps up pretty soon. I think it's got like the rest of July to go. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously I have the time to go back and catch up, but I feel like I've just kind of exited from the show officially now, but uh, it is fun to just kind of go back and revisit like series finales, even if like you've kind of abandoned the show, because at least you can kind of see how they wrapped up the characters, even with minimal context. So maybe I'll yeah. maybe I'll do that. Just sit well, back and watch the series finale. Th- well, the best part is, I mean, the last two seasons have been what 13 episodes. So if you wanted to shotgun those, that's no different than shotgunning like a regular <laughs> um, series, you know, that, yeah, back suppose. when it was running 22 episodes, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh god. Um, so at least I'll have some some variety there. But I, I need to go back. I pro- probably wait till like close to the end and, and watch a little bit more. Um, I just for everyone knows, if anyone, if we have any issues today, I'm back onto a new, brand new computer. Mike had one a couple weeks ago. Uh, I said he couldn't have the newest computer anymore, so I had to get one. Um, but I'm on a new computer, and everything's feeling pretty normal, but I'm yes, just if anyone has any issues. I can only assume you're a very overprotective father of this computer, because before we recorded today, you're like, oh, wait, I have to check the weather. There's a storm coming. Mm-hmm. So I can only uh, I can only guess that you're afraid that a lightning bolt is going to come through the window and destroy your computer while you're recording. Well, I wouldn't say through the window, but you, know, um, you never know with power supplies and, and surge protectors. How far will um, they go? Oh, man, I've been living cavalier my entire life with surge protectors. Like, the only time I've ever been plugged into one is just because the power strip just happens to have a surge protector in it. I didn't go out of my way to get it because I've just never once run into a situation where a surge has destroyed any of my electronics. I mean, like, I guess, like, knock on wood. Do I have any wood around me? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> okay, knock on wood. Uh, but I, I have not blown up any electronics from, like, a rogue, like, bolt of lightning coming into my home. So uh, I'm just going to continue my life that way and let's see how it works yeah well exactly i mean that's that's the thing i've seen it happen to so many other people i'm just like oh my gosh i need to watch this because it's 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 always usually when you first get it you know it's never 
years later when you need to upgrade. It's always right when you need it. So um, I've been doing, I've been, I've been really protective of that. Setting it back up has been been a fun adventure, but uh, we're we're back we're back to business here. Um, I'm, I'm just gonna jump jump into to, to what we've been watching, Mike, because the list is the smallest list I think we've had in a while. Um, and I I took a a bold move this week and revisited Man of Steel. Yeah, I saw the tweet, Chris. I yeah. saw the tweet where we were all ranking our favorite uh, our favorite well, uh, movies. <laughs> to be honest, I literally forgot about every other DC movie in that moment. I'm like, I don't know what else there is. Well, um, it was strange because, I, I mean, Superfan Jim tagged us in it, and it was basically asking us, what's your favorite MCU movie, favorite, like, X-Men, X-Men movie? Sony, and this one, yeah. Yeah, and um, I actually kind of forgot Deadpool was considered an X-Men movie, so I think mm-hmm. I probably would have maybe picked that, but I think Logan is still a solid choice. Well, we, we but, both pick Wolverine voices. <laughs> but I saw that people like in the thread were just kind of giving their own interpretation of what DC movies were because right. like if I could pick any DC movie, I would have picked The Dark Knight. But right. it spe- specifically said DCEU, so I'm yeah. like, I'm going with Wonder Woman, but then I totally forgot about Shazam, and I was like, oh, actually, maybe I would have gone with Shazam. So it, it, interesting experiment. Well, I probably <laughs> actually – I would have probably – depending on the moment. A lot of these are in the moment, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because I, you know, we both put the Winter Soldier for MCU, but that could, that could change tomorrow if I'm in a different mood. And like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I really liked – you know, Endgame or Infinity War, you know, because those are both great movies. Like, you pretty much need Russo Brother movies. But, like, Spider-Man, I forgot Into the Spider-Verse would count in Sony's thing, uh-huh. technically, which I would have chose that over Spider-Man 2. Um, but, like, you know, at the same time, I'm like, I couldn't think of any other DC movie because I so, just watched Man of Steel. So, so Man, Man of Steel it was. So it was Man of Steel. Um, and to be honest, I watched it again. This movie is not that bad i mean it, it's got some some points in it. i'm not okay i and i've verbally said this several times i do not think pa kent in this movie is a beacon of hope and inspiration for superman oh god it's i mean it's the one part of the movie that always kind of nags at me whenever i think about the film i'm always like oh man the score was amazing henry mm-hmm. cavill is just an amazing looking superman the suit's yeah. even really cool you know i i'm i'm not a like I, i've seen a lot of people have been very divided on kind of the alien technology that um mm-hmm. that Zack snyder invented but i think it's all right you know it's i would it's say unique it's unique to it. yeah it's unique but it's just like every time He's like, no, don't rescue me. Let this tornado kill me. It was totally worth it to save this dog. I'm like, no, it's just like, no, just save him. Just save your dad. You're going to be outed in the future. anyway. It's just so dumb. His, well, here's the thing. His dad's like, I'll go get the dog. Don't send my indestructible kid who can go over there and just grab the dog real fast and not get stuck on anything. Don't send him because he could, he could run back pretty quickly and no one would know. Snyder is just like this master of creating these dumb moments that almost entirely ruin the movie, like the yeah. Martha moment, well, the Pa Kent tornado moment. It's just like, come on, man. These are so glaring. Yeah, but but the rest of it, I, I truly enjoy. I enjoy the Kryptonian fight scenes. Like it, Yes, that feels in the small like, town. That's cool, yeah. Yeah, you can actually feel like the hits, like they're like strong people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Zod wasn't really fleshed out as much as I wish he was. He'd have been great as a second movie villain rather than a first movie villain. Um, but Michael Shannon acts the hell out of that role. Mm-hmm. Like, Michael Shannon's is, great. He is. He is so solid. And the way this movie, sh- like there is not a, every one of these shots in this movie is handcrafted to be, look a certain way or feel a certain way. Um, in, in Man of Steel, like he, 
the way him and work with his photographers and cinematographers and, and, and director of photography, like everything feels really good in this, you know, mm-hmm. like the first time he like learns to fly and you can see like the, the ground kind of swirling around him as mm-hmm. he takes off. Like there's some really good stuff in this movie and, and nothing, nothing is so bad that it couldn't have been fixed in a sequel or in the next kind of Warner brothers movie. Like uh, I, and I would say that's a good point. I mean, much like the incredible Hulk or maybe any sort of errors that were in some of those early, uh, MCU films, yeah. everything could have been improved a second time around, but that's the problem. Nothing was. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I actually want to go through Snyder's trilogy or at least his one, two and a half movies right now. Cause I'm just in the, I'm like, okay, this is technically a three part, series right i want to watch mm-hmm. them fun thing is i went to hbo max i missed them they've been already taken them off hbo max when i wanted to watch it so i was like <laughs> oh, God. why you own it you own the dc stuff what but anyway i just want to say you know again as much shit as we give dc you know there are some standout moments in these movies and and there are movies that we enjoy you know like wonder woman i mean i i, I think aquaman to me is probably a pretty good one to watch and shazam even like I mean, I bet there's amazing. There's an amazing like 20 minute DCEU fan cut <laughs> that's on YouTube that has all of the great moments in it, like all the visually striking stuff, and then you don't have to worry about all the kind yeah. of maybe well, less than stuff the, around it. The the best part about Man of Steel, and I will even say it's about Batman v Superman, is it doesn't feel studio driven. Like uh-huh. Zack Snyder, he made choices we don't agree with, but those are very obviously his choices. Mm-hmm. And his designs and everything is his. Like, you know, when you go and watch, I mean, what we kind of saw out of, like, Birds of Prey a little bit, like, it feels like it was kind of a more studio-mandated movie than it could have been. Um, and there are other movies, you know, we've watched that are that are very much, like, uh, in comic book world, Hellboy, right? Um, you know, I, I enjoyed it for wait, what wait, it is. Wait, which one? <laughs> well, the, the most recent one. The, the one David that, Harbour Hellboy? Oh, yeah, wow. the one that nobody watched. Um <laughs> So, like, again, there are things I enjoy, but it feels like there's studio moments in there. Like, like okay, you need to make the CGI, um, what's his name, Ian, or not Ian, the, Ian McShane. And it mm-hmm. looks awful, because, like, the studio's like, you have to have this, do it quickly. But at least Man of Steel and Batman v Superman is like, Zack Snyder's making choices that we don't agree with, but he, it, they are, there's a voice here and a direction, and the DCEU after these has no voice or direction. They're, like, very... It's not like there's a Kevin Feige behind the wheel. You know what I'm saying? We've talked. I mean, about it, it was it was the beginning. It, yeah. it, it was the first one. It had it had nothing but hope. Much like the theme throughout the film, it had nothing but hope in front of it. And, and well, unfortunately, here we are. The, <laughs> I will say, I think some of the standout moments of this movie are um, due to uh, Christopher Nolan actually providing the story for this movie. I don't know if you remember that. But Christopher Nolan was a producer because this was maybe going to live in his Batman universe. Oh yeah, I fr- that was such a weird moment. Like when <laughs> the Superman movies were coming on the coattails, yeah, of these Batman movies, and Marvel was going very kind of bright and funny and comedic relief and and, and just like lighthearted, enjoyable characters. And then uh, Man of Steel was coming out, and they were just like, oh, I think they're going to lean into the Batman gritty and kind of uh, capitalize yeah. on that world. It's just weird to think of a time when we were still kind of vibing off of Nolan with these movies. Right. Know? Well, it was it was a very much a very interesting 12 to 18 months there um, because Avengers had come out blown away the box office, right? Like, uh-huh. at that time, could you think of a better movie? 
off the top of your head. I still, I mean, when I, when we were exploring that tweet just a few minutes ago, I mean, after Winter Soldier, I'm always just kind of like, maybe it is the original Avengers. Mm -hmm. I I mean that the moment that the, the, that, that film gave me, I still remember for the first time in the theater. So later that year we had the dark Knight rises, which is people were very divisive on as well. Mm-hmm. Then we had Iron Man 3, which made probably the most money out of like all the Avengers movies at the time, but very divisive as well. And then Man of Steel. So it was like a very weird, like trying to find the footing of what comic book movies are today mm-hmm. in that like 18 months ever these movies. But I think Man of Steel, even watching it later, I, it's, it's still really, really fun to watch. And, and I, I do... I do enjoy it of those three probably the most, but I, I want to revisit Batman v Superman um, as soon as possible just to kind of see you know what what has aged well and what has not aged well. While it's still fresh in your brain. Yeah, while it's still on HBO Max before they take it off of there, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the Ultimate Edition's on there, Mike. So I don't have to pay for it. So hey, there you go. I'm ahead of you. Um, <laughs> what have you been up to? You've been watching some stuff here. I only know one of these names because I've had about a dozen people ask me about one of these. <laughs> the other one I don't know. Yeah, so this will be a pretty quick uh, corn stream corner over here. So I want to start off with a film, uh, a Hulu original film that just landed, I believe, this week. I don't know if it was technically Friday or if it happened earlier, but there's a film called Palm Springs. So this film comes from uh, Andy Sandberg and the Lonely Island, and I'm that's all I'm going to tell you because we went into this film knowing nothing. I didn't even read the description on Hulu. It's just as soon as I saw it, I hit play, and that I think that's going to be one of the better ways to watch it. It's a very funny film. Uh, it's it's original in a certain way that they tell this story, but like I don't want to give anything away because there's this there's this moment in the film where things kind of uh, things kind of take a turn and you're not expecting it, and it's just like whoa, what's going on? This is this is fun, but it's a really funny movie. Uh, it has a, it has some heart to it as well, and it it it, it ends a, it ends a little unexpectedly than you think it's going to. So that's all I'm gonna say. Don't look up uh, anything about it. Uh, don't compare it to anything else. Uh, so, I don't know if you've heard anything about it, but I, don't say anything, Chris. <laughs> I heard of the title now that you mention it, but I, the last Lonely Island movie I watched was um, Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping. Mm-hmm. Which is a sleeper hit, like yeah, I heard people really like that. I never got around to watching it. It is, I I don't know what what you think of the movie you just watched, but that movie is an amazing comedy that is a sleeper hit. That if if you get a chance to watch it, it's gonna blow you away how good it is. Let's see here. Uh, I'm checking the Just Watch app right now for Pop Star. Uh, don't it looks don't like get Mike it, started about Just Watch <laughs> app this week. It looks like it's not streaming anywhere right now, but I did just delay two Amazon shipments to Thursday instead of Monday. So I will be getting $4 in Amazon video uh, points or whatever they're called for delaying my shipment. So maybe I can just rent this for free over there. (coughs) (laughs) Or, Or, you know, you got your good buddy, Chris. Oh yeah, that's right. Chris flicks over there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Palm Springs. We're not going to tell you anything else. It was a, it was a fun time. We actually just watched it uh, this morning. Um, and second, over on Netflix, just uh, the other week, a show came out called Warrior Nun, which uh, I did a little research when I first watched the trailer, but I've kind of forgotten all of the finer details. But it's based off of like a 90s comic book. I don't remember the imprint. I don't remember who published it, but it goes by a different name. But uh, it's about it's, it's about like these nuns that are basically uh, warriors. They're trying to kind of like protect the... 
the human realm, I believe, from demons. I'm not exactly sure what the plot is because I'm just going totally off of the TV show. Uh, so I don't know the finer points, but uh, we gave it the college try of three episodes. And I think my wife's into it a little bit more than I am. But uh, from my point of view, I'm three episodes in and I'm just really bored. There's kind of one kind of exciting moment where they show a creature from hell in episode two, but beyond that, I mean, none of the characters are grabbing me too much. The story seems almost overly complicated. Like, I don't know if they're just trying to be super faithful to the comic book and including all of these, like, little things that I think are just bogging the story down but yeah i'm just really not digging it i i know it's been in the top 10 on netflix so obviously people are watching it i haven't looked up really any critical receptions to it so i don't really know what the vibe is out there in the world but you know possibly it could get more entertaining but you know i'm on episode three and uh, you know mm. we just finished it i'm just like ah, i'm just not digging it i'm just kind of bored so maybe things get turned up in the second half of the season maybe that's where they saved all their money for a lot more cool nun fights but I mean, there's a nun that has two shotguns. There's a nun with like a glowing sword. Um, I they have one of the nuns has like a, a halo in their back that gives them unique powers that's kind of passed down, kind of like the Avatar in Avatar: The Last Airbender. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, uh, it's a mixed bag for me over there. Yeah. So if anybody out there is watching Warrior Nun, I want to I want to know what your opinions are. I legitimately I legitimately want to know. I've had a dozen people ask me about this show because it's a comic book and it was published. Mm-hmm. I looked this up because um, I, I I was familiar with the name. But it's called, like, Warrior Nun Ariella, which is, like, yeah. the, the country or the the world it's in. Oh, I thought it was maybe the name of the main character. Okay. No. Um, so, like, the characters are, like, there's, like, Sister Shannon. Um, and then, like, you'll see, like, those, they have, like, their own, like, they only do this, like, three shots or once every two months. This isn't, like, a weekly or a monthly book that you're, you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, like, um, there was other ones and they had different, like, different... Uh, they focus on different ones, but, like, they call them different things. There was, like, Crimson Nun, Warrior Nun Frenzy, Warrior Nun Day, stuff like that. Some anthology yeah. series that they didn't have the same name. I think the current run's, like, Warrior Nun Lazarus. So, they... It's not, like, a normal comic book like you would, but it's got a lot of those, like... To me, it felt a lot like, um... This most recent Van Helsing movie, um... Mm-hmm. Kind of thing, where it's, like, it's you gotta, like, get, like, special weapons or special powers and stuff like that. But it was done by Antarctic Press. I don't know if I mentioned it. It's not a normal publisher. Um, uh, okay. So, so that's I why. mean, I just saw some of the comic book covers, and it seemed very 90s to me, mm-hmm. uh, at least the art style. And the monster that does show up in episode two does look very 90s-inspired comic book, which I kind of appreciated. I thought looked really cool. So, I mean, there's there there's, might be something in there that uh, you really like. So uh, if you're out there watching Warrior Nun, uh, tune in. Let me know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there was also uh, some CDs that came out with this when it was coming out. So, Ooh, CDs! <laughs> they have like a cult following way way back when. So, um, all right, that's, that's, all right. It's cool. It's kind of kind of coming back a little bit there. Well, let's jump into the news, Mike. Uh, we're gonna talk comic 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 con at home, which is next week. Uh, believe it or not, not this not wow. this coming Thursday, sadly. So, week after. Um, so. What does that look like, and and why am I sounding so dis, uh, <laughs> dissatisfied with it? Well, the first thing, first and foremost, everyone should know, there are no Marvel Studios or Warner Brothers DC movie panels this year, uh-huh. which um, will focus, we, we know this already, DC has their fandom, uh-huh. Marvel just throws a panel up and says, 
yeah, we're making some announcements that everybody tunes in. So um, I don't expect to hear a lot out of Marvel until they actually can do Black Widow, unless they want to say something um, on their, um, was it the um, Disney Plus panel about their upcoming shows? So mm-hmm. I don't think we'll hear anything about the movies for a minute. Um, but we could talk, I think we might talk about, no, there's no movies later. But So that's a little disappointing all around, right, Mike? That's the fun of going to Comic-Con, oh, yeah, getting sunburnt the... for hours. Yeah. yeah, that's the primo get. Those are the panels that you wait in line forever to get into is uh, Warner Brothers and Marvel. And I'm not surprised that they're not going to be there because they don't need Comic-Con if there's not a physical location. Exactly. They they can definitely um, hold their own, and fandom seems like it will be like the, the the replacement for this kind of thing for for Warner Brothers. So we'll see what Marvel Marvel will do. However, we do have Thursday, Friday, and Saturday schedules. Have Saturdays kind of gone up today. I don't have it in here because this is I think the first time in a long time Comic Con has been focused on comic books rather than movies and TV shows, Mike. And mm-hmm. um, the, the, there's a lot of that, but there's no highlights that I'm seeing here, but I did pull out a couple from these long list of panels they're doing all day. Thursday, they will have a boys panel. And um, all right, good. if you remember last year they had like a whole the boys section of a block downtown. Yeah, they did. I remember um, that. <laughs> so they were very excited about that. And I didn't, we didn't even know what it was back then. They're like, what's this? So that's good that they're gonna be kind of doing that um before season two drops on September fourth. We'll talk about that next. Um you watch the show Superstore? Yeah, watch it. There's a there's a panel on Superstore. I only put that on there because I know you watched it. Yeah, that'll be interesting because uh, one of the stars of the show was announced to be leaving after this season, and they were kind of writing her off of the show. But then due to the pandemic, they kind of had to wrap the season early. So now, like, <laughs> like is she going to be coming back? And like, you know, to film stuff uh, next season? I don't know. Maybe we'll get some answers. Yeah, we'll fill you in. And I'll tell you, there, if you want to know more about uh, how to do comic books in the classroom, how to break into comics, what a comic book is, comic books during the pandemic, so on and so forth. Thursday. <laughs> what is day. a comic book? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this comic book convention comic will let book me know. 101. <laughs> Free panels. Come learn what comic books are. So uh, Thursday, you know, that's really all I could pull out of that. Um, Friday is a little more interesting because they have some Star Wars stuff uh, here. for, And uh, it just says The Mandalorian. So I don't know if this Ooh. is going to be like comic books, more reading material, expansions of the show. I, I mean, it could, it could be our first teaser trailer, even possibly. Mm-hmm. I mean, they obviously have stuff uh, shot since uh, it's going to be coming out later this year. So, yeah, maybe we'll get a Mando teaser. They could, Yeah, they could drop that pretty early. And the other part is Star Wars Publishing's coming up, talking about, like, what they're doing going forward. I think this will focus on what was it, the, uh, what, I forget what, the, the Old Republic or whatever, High Republic. Yeah. So. Yeah, that uh, yeah that weird trailer that they that they dropped a few months ago, where they're going to yeah. be focusing on that. Time yeah, probably frame. talking about where that is, some of the characters, some of the extra media. Uh, I love I love to learn more about that. There is a Friday. It's called a Zoom with Joss Whedon. So, <laughs> it. I don't know if this is a good thing or not today after the stuff from this past week or two, Mike. But Joss Whedon will be there. Yeah, he's been going through some stuff uh, recently. Uh, they've uh, he's usually done like a panel in Ballroom Twenty, which you know is one of the bigger panels at Comic Con. You know, maybe once every other year, once a year, he just kind of goes up on stage and he just kind of starts the Q and A right away, and he just kind of answers questions. Uh, I don't know if uh, if it's going to be quite like that, but we'll find out. Um, I believe doesn't he have a show? Is it called The Nevers coming up? Uh, sure, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I, I, I think that's why he's there. He has a new HBO show coming up. Um, 
with uh, like a Victorian era kind of thing, and that's Ooh. why he's doing this more so less that less so to just be about Joss Whedon. I think he actually has something going on with this. Um, what would really blow everyone's mind is if they announced finally that Doctor Horrible sequel that they never made. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe that's how he redeems his character. And they and they do it via Zoom. It's all <laughs> it's all web based singing, Mike. That's how they they do it. Um, but uh, the last thing is, if you're into The Walking Dead, there's literally every I think hour or two they have a whole panel on The Walking Dead TV shows. Oh, that are still going God, on. it's still going on. Uh, <laughs> this show ne- I, never I, ends. I don't know why you're exasperated. You're not even watching this. This doesn't affect I, you. I, I I don't know. I think the only thing that annoys me about it, which I, I doesn't need to annoy me at all, is like uh like I've listened to like interviews and uh, podcasts with Robert Kirkman before, and he seems like a really talented, like smart guy. Uh, but it just like even as even as like early as all right as long ago as what word am I looking for? Like maybe one or two years ago, he was like kind of still defending the show that, uh, that the walking dead was. And it's just like, dude, don't you, haven't you noticed that the quality of the show has dramatically like plummeted? Does he even do anything on that anymore? Because I know he started it, but then he finished the comic book. He's still involved. He's not, he's obviously not writing scripts and I'm sure he's not, um, you know, I'm sure he's not, you know, reading over every single line, but I bet he's there at the beginning of every season when they're kind of breaking stories. Yeah. I mean, He's there for the paycheck at this point. I mean, if he's able to create something that's got a, such a cult following, that's that's right. cool for them. But I don't think they've even finished filming or airing the final season because of um, they were filming during uh, the shutdown. So um, I believe um, I forget her name. She played Maggie in the show. Lauren Co- mm-hmm. Cohen. She's coming back for the next season. It's, it's oh, one fine. of the things. <laughs> so season eleven. They're also got was it Fear the Walking Dead, which is somehow still happening. Um, and Don't they have a third one also? There is. It's like the the one that's like talking about humans during the middle of the apocalypse kind of thing. Um, I, was, I just had it pulled up the, the spinoff here. Uh, World Beyond uh, is one of the panels. So if you want to talk about uh, when they start doing the World Beyond, this will probably be it. And I think if they're going to finally do those Rick Grimes movies, they need to talk about them now. So Yeah, that's true. They're losing steam. <laughs> yeah. And then I looked at the Saturday schedule and nothing really stood out to me yet, but I'm hoping to get maybe some more like surprise announcements over this week, Mike. Like maybe mm-hmm. they were just like kind of gave it a vague name and I didn't realize it. So um, I honestly, I was hoping to get a lot more stuff, but I think I'm just going to have like and tune in live, but I think I'm just going to have to do the play by plays this year. Um, the post con wrap ups, if you will, <laughs> for, for Comic Con. I'm just, I know they're, they're scrambling to fill these holes, but what. What does that mean for everybody else, you know? What does that yeah, like? we're, we're less than thrilled. <laughs> less than. But that's okay, because we got, like, we just talked to the top show. We got some new comic book movie or series to watch um, later this summer, the back half of the summer. And one of those is The Boys. Uh, the from Boys. Amazon Prime. Yes, you convinced me to watch this trailer because I'm trying, you know, not to spoil myself too much before the content comes out. But this brought out the red-blooded American child in me that was raised on violence in television and uh, like the gore. Like I, I just forgot how much fun it is watching like superheroes blow each other up, watching things splatter and explode <laughs> all over the place. I was like, this is bringing out a very strange part of my psyche. But there's a lot of that in this trailer, and it's very fun. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're superheroes. These are just super people at this point uh, i thought you were gonna say super zeros <laughs> no no i'm not that's that's low even for me um this trailer very very gruesome very very um <clears throat> interesting because you know i didn't get the impression when the last season ended that um carl urban's character would be back and be so 
I guess, uh, self-assure. Um, mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, like, he looks like he, when he shows up, he's got a trick or two up his sleeve. And I want to know what that is. Um, yeah, he's he's always got, like, a trump card ready to go. Yeah. And it shows a little bit, a couple flashes of the seven, and then it's got the new character, I forget what's her name, uh, is. Um, but I did not see any of the speedster character uh, from last season who, like, they kind of ended on a cliffhanger with him and um, the, the blonde girl who's working with the boys. So I yeah, don't I, gu- I don't think he'll live. <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess I guess we'll find out. But yeah, I like uh, I'm excited to see who this uh, who this new uh, quote unquote hero is because uh, she's played by Aya Cash, who um, who starred in a show that me and my wife really liked called You're the Worst. She played a character called Gretchen. So I'm looking forward to see seeing her play something else because I, I, it looks like she's going to be playing a very different character from what she was in that TV show. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to the boys. I'm bummed that I have to wait until September, but I guess I'm not going anywhere, so I can just sit around. And wait <laughs> yeah yeah and that's almost that's almost exactly a year since the last one right like that's that's one year pretty close i feel so yeah because i believe the first episode dropped nearly right around comic-con if the it, whole season didn't drop all at once uh but it was very close to the tail end of comic-con so I, I would say it's almost a little bit more than a year yeah a little over but it's it's really close i'm, I'm impressed that they were able to turn that around so quickly and this is you know mm-hmm. a show i think written and, and and a show run by eric kripke who's known for his supernatural uh show that ran for well too long um Bajillion so, years. Yeah, bajillion. I think it's, it's is it over yet? I don't know. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm excited to watch this one. Um, you know, and get back to that on September 4th on Amazon Prime. The other show I'm probably more excited about personally is the Umbrella Academy, which our season two trailer is linked here. Mike did not watch it, uh, but it seems to revolve around the second novel, uh, the second volume, which um, you know, Mike, no spoilers because the books are different than this. Is um, the Kennedy assassination. Um, and if you remember, I believe they showed that in the first season. Was yeah, num- I number five was sent back to, I, to assassinate? Yeah, the, uh, the, the only the only downside for this being so long because this dropped, I believe, in February last year. I thought it was like a Valentine's Day treat, if I remember right. Yeah. If not, maybe March. It was definitely early uh, 2019. So now it's been like well, close to a year and a half when this drops. I'm definitely going to have to go on YouTube and find somebody that did what happened last season on the Umbrella Academy because I'm sure they've cut one themselves, but it's not going to be as long as I want it to be. So I've already forgotten like a million things that happened, and on top of that uh not just remembering what happens but remembering what who what character knows what because there's that moment like halfway well, through the season where things kind of reset and you kind of forget who remembers well, and what happened when so it's funny there's, there's... because you didn't watch this trailer but they go through what each person does in this trailer uh, okay <laughs> it's, it's really funny you mentioned that because like i was just like they, they do that what's cool about this and, and mike doesn't watch the, trailer, the effects in the um action scenes look way more increased this season like like they oh, they God. took the I budget and went up. Yeah, I mean you gotta you gotta assume that Netflix is like, oh, this is really working because I remember when this dropped, uh, we were comparing the the ratings to like the other number one show on broadcast, which was The Flash, and this was like blowing The Flash out of the water. Yeah. So I mean, this is a, this is a bona fide Netflix hit, and uh, I can only assume it's going to be even more popular for the second season. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see. Um, I, I'm a big fan of mu- their music choices in the first season. Um, and, and I'm really excited to see what they kind of do with this and having all the characters and, you know, um, knowing that they've, they've traveled through time at the end of the first one. What, what does that look like? What, what do they even do? Like what, what's going to happen in this? So yeah, I'm excited to see what, what goes on here. And that's at the end of this month, July 31st on Netflix. 
Um, so I'm, I'm very, very excited to watch that at the end of this month. Uh, we got news about the Sandman. Hold up, Mike. It's not the Netflix <laughs> Sandman. Pump your brakes. It's the Audible version, which comes out this month. Um, the first teaser of the audio uh, has, um, for this has dropped, and it's got you know James McAvoy as um, the Sandman himself. And um, this is uh, as taken from book four of Preludes and Nocturnes, if anyone's familiar. When um, uh, Sleep, right? It's, I don't... I'm blanking here. Goes to the demon realm to get his helmet back, which is an awesome scene, Mike, from the book, if you ever get a chance to read it. Um, and then I, I instantly draw to it. But this... I don't know if I'm sold on the, the voices. I, I, that's my concern about this. You, you listen to a little bit of it. I'm not a. I'm not like a big. Uh, I'm not a big audiobook person. But it seems like they're they're almost like making a hybrid here that kind of connects a little bit with like a produced podcast because the limited audiobook experiences of I, I've had it's it's a person that's just straight up reading the book. I mean, they might do different voices for a different character, or maybe if it's even more refined, they'll bring in different people to do different voices. But at least with this teaser, there's like sound effects and music and stuff in the background so I don't know if that actually exists in the book or if that's just for like this teaser part of the trailer but it sounds like this is a very premium experience mm-hmm. I think my, my concerns I don't think the voices like I don't know if they're putting on voices or just doing their regular like you know normal dialogue voices because James McAvoy is very very noticeable in this and mm-hmm. that's not bad I, I think he does a good job I was just hoping for a little more you know I don't want to think about who's reading it as I'm hearing it you know a little immersion, but it could also be that it's just taken from a clip. If we start from the beginning, maybe you get the whole vibe. The <laughs> they should thing. just redo the whole thing and bring in Tom Kenny, who does the voice of SpongeBob and a million other people, and then he could just do like a thousand different voices for all these characters. Yeah, uh, if only um, I was uh, Mel Blank was still around uh, to, oh. to do all the voices. <laughs> That'd be funny that he does on his old on the old Looney Tunes stuff. Um, so yeah, so that's July fifteenth is the first part on Audible, and that's a part of Amazon. I don't. Um, I don't know if anyone, everyone knows that. I, I had to find that out much later that it was a part of Amazon. So, um, check that out. When's the last time you watched Star Wars, Mike? Oh boy, uh, it's been a bit. It's actually been a little bit. I mean, I've 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 been slowly uh, catching up with Clone Wars, but it's at a glacial pace right now. The <laughs> the the series, not the movie. Very very slow for Mike. Um, did you know that the Empire Strikes Back has been in the movie theaters lately? And it has returned to number one at the box office since for the first time in 23 years this week. <laughs> the the power of the quarantine. Yeah. Any any movie that's in theater, I, they should just bring back. Remember, I talked about this on the podcast like a few a few weeks ago. The bizarre movie called Pat, where about oh, yeah. like an androgynous person you never know their gender. They should just bring that back to theaters, and I I want to see that headline. Pat number one at the box office. Right. What, what first movies, time ever. What movies can we actually make turn a profit at the box office now? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember actually watching um, Empire in theaters. Uh, it was what was that? Um, the '97 they did them like a month each. Each one had a month for the mm-hmm. um, before the uh, prequels came back out. So um, I remember doing that, and I, that's I wish I had the opportunity to watch it again. However, uh, I'm not going to a movie theater uh, anytime soon. So um, that's sad I don't get to. But that's really cool that it's you know when you look at the box office mojo, Mike, you get to see the Empire Strikes Back up there. So hey. So that's cool. Um, is there any other like Star Wars movie you wish you could go back and watch in theaters? I mean, if they were the absolute original cuts, like the stuff that we have to dig up on the internet, but anything that they're going to put back in theater is going to be like the 
the well, special remastered stuff that I'm just not craving. Yeah, because those are the ones that would be the high def. Because like we talked about, they didn't do the 4K original for this mm-hmm. one. Um, Ideally, what I want more than anything, it's not possible because we have not invented time travel, but I would love to go back to opening day of all of these movies and sit down with a crowd and watch the, and watch these films. Like it's just an experience that I can't, I can never, I can never really uh, enjoy. But that would be that would be perfect. That, that's be that's what you want to do. You want to go back and and do that. I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to get one of those inflatable drive-in screens and just pop it up on the front <laughs> of my thing. We've, I think we've talked about that before and how awful they, they really are and you have to get a really good projector for that. But mm-hmm. anyway, how about this? I'll just stay at home and watch some X-Men movies. Okay, <laughs> guess where I can find X-Men movies now, Mike? Uh, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. They have finally their first live-action X-Men movie on Disney Plus. It's not all of them. We went through the list last week. But Days of Future Past, a lot of people's favorite X-Men movie, is now available on Disney Plus. And it was not edited. They left their F-bomb in and everything on that mic. Even <laughs> yeah. Hugh Jackman's naked butt. Yeah, you said butts, and I was like, what butt is in that movie? But, okay, Hugh Jackman. There you go. Hugh Jackman butt. Which is funny, considering that they, they censored um, somebody's butt. Was it was it the movie it, Splash? Yeah, it was in Splash. They, uh, they, they lowered the hair on, yeah. on that. I, I'm guessing because that's probably what technically like PG. So they're just like, oh, well, kids could watch this because it is with parental guidance, but there's a butt in it. But, you know, Days of Future Past is PG-13. Either way, the Hugh Jackman butt, butt resides. It, it does. It, it sits there in its full glory as soon as he travels back to the 70s in there. Um, I, I haven't watched this one in a minute. I Do you think they'll ever put the Rogue cut on there or just leave the regular Oh God! I never even saw the Rogue cut. Um, you want to? I own it. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I'll mail, maybe, you, yeah. I'll mail you the DVD. You can watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a while since I've revisited some of this stuff. But much like, um, you know, much like a lot of stuff that gets canceled on Netflix, uh, once you already know the the series has kind of ended, you know, your investment in it has kind of gone. Mm-hmm. But uh, but those movies are still solid, so there's still value there. Well, see, I don't, I, I'm the other. I mean, it may be over, but I like. If I want to put something on where I don't need to watch it completely, I can just do some background noise and watch it in between, like making show notes or working on some some stuff for work. Um, that I, I think this is like that kind of franchise that that's the perfect kind of do it right. I've watched this enough. We've we didn't do were we doing a show when that came out? Do we have? A oh thing? God. It's hard to remember. Time, flat circle, you know, all that yeah, nonsense. Exactly. Uh, but the but the great thing about this this though, Days of Future Past, kind of like all the other X Men movies, is secretly a Wolverine movie, mm-hmm. and we do get a nice definitive ending to Wolverine. So you know, you got to include this in your Wolverine re- mm-hmm. rewatches. Well, I think everyone really enjoyed the um, the future scenes with the the deadly Sentinels. You know, mm-hmm. um, those are badass. I think we I remember Days of they took the old Sentinels to Comic Con that one year. And they had the the big Sentinels that they were, like, teasing building in the past with this. And it was such a disappointment when they actually didn't do anything in the movie. Uh, So, I remember some things about this. We'll probably go back to it. We've talked a little bit about uh, the Miles Morales game coming out for PS5, the upscale Uh Spider-Man game. And PlayStation has revealed all the new cover designs for their their new game system. Um, They've swapped blue for white. Pretty much. <laughs> Proving once again that gamers will complain about literally anything. <laughs> are they? Com- are there complaints about this? Yeah, the, yeah. I, there, I saw like some people in a thread that they were just like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they changed the banner at the top to white." I just don't like it. I'm just not going to like the aesthetics of this box sitting on my shelf. And it's just like, "Oh my god, 
it's just the discourse around it was just so mind-numbing i just i just like that they had like a nice high quality render of miles's suit yeah so that's what i'm going to concentrate on right now is that suit looks badass is he's got his venom strike charging up uh-huh. uh I, I like the fact that they made sure to include web behind him to remind you yes you still will be able to web sling have you seen uh, this is in direct homage to the ps4 game if you look at mm-hmm. it, have you? Um, mm-hmm. I think you can put them side by side because notice that the web is not coming out of his hand on this one. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's swung from it, so I think you, there's a way to put these images side by side to make it look like the web is Peter's kind of web and and something yeah, like that. that'd be cool. Um, yeah, but man, this suit is slick. It has like all these nice little embellishments, like around like the top of the like, knees and around the waist and the elbows. The lighting, the lighting's great. I, I mean, I really, I, I this is this is a mile suit through and through. And what they've done is simply like they did with the first one they told you what 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 is this game about mike spider-man what do you need to know about Mm -hmm. him he's got an electric punch and some web that's it Mm -hmm. that's that's all you need to know um and i don't mind that it's white i mean i i still think you know game cases are way too big they could just be square size right why are they gonna make them extra taller um you ever buy a switch game yet because those things are like half width (laughs) oh yeah those those things are strange and i'm like why just just and, and you know what's in them it's an sd card that's all it is. It's just to take up shelf space. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm just sad they're a little big, but I think this is a, a, a really simple box and a really, it's really effective all around. You can even see the city reflecting in his goggles. Oh yeah, it. yeah. You can so, see some skyscrapers there. So I think that's really cool. I think it's exciting. I'm, I'm it's not going to be my the only game to make me buy a PlayStation Five, but Spider-Man Two, we'll be talking then, Mike. Batwoman has found its new lead actress for the upcoming. Uh, season two of the show mm-hmm. uh I, i'm i'm gonna butcher the same i think it's javicia leslie sure i think it is. <laughs> uh she will be taking over uh, as the lead like i said and she'll be playing a new character called ryan wilder who inherits the batwoman cape and cowl in the season so i wonder if this character has any lineage in the dc universe at all or is this just a brand new character which might be the best way to go it, it is uh, so far under this name it is a brand new character. That's now, that's probably a good way to because they're solving a unique s- situation here. Right, and um, uh, Javicia, uh, just for everyone else because we can't see, she is an African American actress taking over. Um, so it's not like you're getting an identical person playing this role, mm-hmm. uh, which you know everyone was thought that might be the case. Um, I think this is fine. I think this is this is good by me. Yeah. I don't watch Batwoman, but I mean, if they can get a good actress to take over the role, go for it. I'm kind of curious on the aesthetics just because uh, the thing I like the most about these like CW shows is I always like to see when the costume gets revealed. I like to see uh, like what they do because it's always the most iconic part of the superhero is like what they look like. So, I mean, what's one of the most iconic parts of uh, Batwoman's costume is the long red hair that comes out of the back of it. And this new actress has a totally different type of hair. It's a very curly hair. So I'm curious, are they going to incorporate that into the suit or is she going to stick with like the longer straight hair? Uh, I think it would be cool to see an interpretation that works with uh, that works with the, her type of hair. That would be really cool because then that, then it's like you're developing like a brand new character from head to toe. And yeah, I, I always enjoy the visuals when they when they uh, release new stuff over at the CW. Even though I might not be watching it, I always like to check in on the suits. Yeah, I, I think I think the CW they have um they they make like you you said they make uh, stuff work with very little. Um, uh-huh. Like they're not they don't have the huge budget that the streaming service shows have they're working what 22 episodes a season 23 sometimes um so they've got to stretch that a little bit but they do put a lot of care and and practicality into the suits which is awesome um 
Which brings us to our next point. The CW will be inheriting Stargirl, the show, permanently for season two. Yeah, I think that just uh, proves to you uh, the DC Universe app is Mm -hmm. on the outs, so to say, or to be absorbed by something else. But it makes me think that is there a strategy here? You know, is HBO Max kind of saying we only want to make sure the really premium stuff really ends up migrating over to HBO Max and anything that kind of seems like CW-ish, we leave on CW, you know? Uh Well, it could also be one of those things is like, you know, the CW... What, what what do they have left over there? They they didn't really replace Arrow with anything, right? Because the um goth not Gotham, the Sirens not the, yeah was it the Sirens show that they were talking about? And that, uh-huh. Well, um, isn't coming to fruition because they're not filming anything right now, right? So what do we put on your service? Well, we have Star Girl. Maybe HBO was like, well, we don't see value in this. It's not bringing us in new customers to DC Universe. You can just have it um, because this is very much feels like a CW show. Um, when you kind of look at it a little yeah. bit. Uh, usually what the answer is, it's the most obvious one, and probably what it is is more people watched it on the CW than they watched okay. it on the DC Universe app. So, yeah, I, yeah. I'll take my tinfoil hat off and maybe go with that theory of that's where the audience is, so yeah. that's where we're going to put it. Yeah, exactly. And then maybe DC Universe, because they're going under, they're like, well, we can either cancel it or you can just kind of take over production. And they have a slot now. The arrow's done, and they didn't fill anything with it. So Stargirl will be it. Uh, we get to see some more of, um, not Owen Wilson, the other one, Luke Wilson, um, in a superhero kind of universe. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited to see Owen Wilson and Loki. Whenever we get a look at that, I would love oh, to yeah, see. Oh yeah, I forgot. That. I forgot he's going to be in there. Yeah. So those Wilson brothers, they're, they're taking over the the superhero worlds, at least the the television versions. They're trying. Yeah. And probably one of the biggest announcements this week is um, they have confirmed that there will be a show on HBO Max called Gotham PD. Wow, yeah, this was surprising. <laughs> and this is a direct spinoff from the upcoming The Batman Universe and will serve as a prequel to the film in its current state. Man, this is a lot to unpack here. Uh, because it, I, I guess that they're going to show you that the, the Pattinson's Batman is sticking around. Uh, it doesn't seem like that they're just going to try to test this one movie and see how it works. But obviously, we've seen DC put the cart before the horse uh, plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but HBO Max is a very hungry streaming service that wants anything that it can get. So I'm not surprised uh, that they might be getting some offshoots here. Um, but yeah, I guess all, all you think is whenever I think of a, of a Gotham show, much like the Gotham show that we yeah. just kind of wrapped up earlier before is like, I want Batman. Like, if I have a Batman show, I want Batman in it. So, uh, how much Batman are we gonna get? Is 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 is, is Robert Pattinson just gonna show up at the se- at, in the season finale, much like uh, Nick Cage showed up at the end of the first season of Agents of Shield? Like, you know, is he gonna be part of the show at all? You know, and you also, Nick Fury? isn't our um, Nick- Nicholas yeah, Cage didn't show up? In oh the yeah, not Nicholas. That, that'd be that'd be. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be fun. Um, but who is, isn't Jeffrey Wright our Commissioner Gordon Wright? Yes, that's correct. So, so I would assume that this is going to be Jeffrey Wright's show, right? It, He's got to be leading the Gotham it, PD. Well, it depends on how much of a, they have not said how much of a prequel it is, but Robert Pattinson will not be in this show day to day, right? Um, is this a young Gordon? 
when he was just a regular uh, police officer. We kind of just thing. did. We just I know. did, young Gordon. I, I know we did. <laughs> so it could be that Jeffrey Wright, uh, who, who's very popular in the stuff he does. Maybe it's right beforehand. But how many seasons of that can you get out of it, Mike? If it's mm-hmm. right beforehand, or is well, the first season a prequel? The second one is in between movies. That's fine. With me, it, you know, they want to move it forward. Um, it's just like every comic book, every hero, they all have mythoses where you can expand on them and have offshoots. Comic books have just been doing it forever. But like, what's like the one superhero that has had more exposure than any other hero out there? And it's it's Batman. So it just seems like, is this the character that we really need to dive more and more into his world? I think everybody gets Gotham. We, are, we all know what it is. It's just basically like a grungier New York. It's like, I, I've never been to New York in the 90s, but I always hear people say like New York in like the 70s 80s and 90s was just like this awful place to live and you could get stabbed around any corner any alley so just that's what gotham is um and apparently it's right across the bay from uh metropolis depending on what world you're living in yeah uh but well, yeah i mean i i guess i'm ca- i'm only cautiously optimistic because it's gonna have buku bucks behind it right i mean yeah. you don't make you don't make a tv show based off of like a mainline batman movie then you don't give it a lot of money if Jeffrey Wright is the main star, I mean, you got to treat him right because he's basically uh, over here, you know, with Westworld. So he has a good HBO relationship already. So I couldn't possibly put it in a better location already, but I just hope it's not less than, you know, it's just kind of like, where's Batman? Like, I don't want to watch a Batman movie without Batman. And yeah. it just kind of seems like a Batman TV. Well, At least Gotham, the Fox show eventually gave you Batman. They worked to it, you know? Well, they, they, Gotham at least had the villains it was trying to do something with, right? Because you can do something. This doesn't mention any villains because uh, mm-hmm. we don't know what this universe is. I, I think also that being, you know, a Gotham's descent into criminals and corruption as, as a descriptor, nobody cares. Uh, yeah. Yep, it's, a, it's, a, it's, we can, you can start literally any Batman movie just like Batman Begins where he's in the underground of Gotham and it's looks it just looks shady and you're like yeah this isn't a place you want to be right yeah Batman's parents got stabbed in the alley of a movie theater of course is corrupted and 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 full of criminals like and like we haven't we haven't seen the Marvel Disney Plus shows yet but we have yet to see see an example where a TV show or a serialized um, kind of superhero world connects with the broader movie world. So I, I, you can see like why you wouldn't be like so plussed by going like, okay, is the season finale of Gotham PD gonna dovetail like you know season two or season three? Is this gonna dovetail into the next Batman movie? Like, are you gonna are you gonna have a, a better well, experience if you watch it all together? Well, they've tried that with Agents of Shield and didn't work out. Now the difference is the Marvel stuff is they actually have their main title characters in the shows mm-hmm. um, that are moving back and forth. If there's no Batman in this, there's no Batman to move across. It, it kind of feels just like the last Gotham we just literally got. Um, at the same time, the other factor to consider is here their intent. This is a direct quote: intent to launch a new Batman universe across multiple platforms. What does that mean? <laughs> um, is this Batman not a DCEU Batman? Since it's not a Justice League what's, universe or a shared DC universe? And what's another platform? If, you, if you're if you doing television and you're doing TV, like, is it, what, is it going to launch a video game? Or, like, what's it launching outside of that? The, the, only, the only kind of cool idea that popped up into my head is just like, okay, if you're not sending Robert Pattinson to the HBO stage... Maybe whoever Robert Pattinson is fighting in his Batman movie, you know, he captures him and he goes to jail. Let's just say it's the Joker. You know, it's probably not, but let's just say it's the Joker. He captures the Joker at 
the end of the first uh, uh, the Batman movie and he goes off to jail. Obviously, Batman movies are always breaking out of jail all the time. Maybe season two of Gotham PD is Commissioner Gordon trying to make sure that the Joker doesn't break out of jail. Maybe there's like this weird kind of like Hannibal Lecter where he keeps visiting his cell and then you get whatever big star is cast as the Joker in this universe. You get to see that big star in every episode right. of like season two. You know, that could be a way to kind of send bigger stars down the pipeline if we if we can't have Batman, you know, but uh, well, who knows? I mean, I mean, like, if, it's just so funny. Last week we talked about Matt Reeves selling that show to Quibi, and now he's just selling stuff to HBO Max. Yeah. I mean, that guy's just like, he's well, just cashing checks every week. I don't know. I don't know if he's selling this. I think maybe they're like, we need, we want to make something more. We want to do what Marvel's doing with Batman. But the thing is, there's also, um, I, I always forget this, uh, Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman in this movie and universe. Uh-huh. Um, very active from the get-go in this. So I, maybe they want to play with that a little bit. I could see her taking a television kind of roll down the road or, or yeah, splitting maybe. off into that. But there's not really... What other heroes does Batman work with other than Robin? And this Batman doesn't seem like he's going to have a Robin. Um, yeah. Right? Yeah, Robin... I think canonically what uh, Robin would be like an elementary school school kid. He would just, yeah. be a, just be a child. I mean, I know Robin kind of is a child, but like even more so. <laughs> yeah, I would say at, at most a 16-year-old Robin mm-hmm. alongside Robert Pattinson. So... I don't know what what their intent is here, but it just seems like um, if they would have said Batman sequel, you would have had me. Batman prequel, uh, we just did this. We literally mm-hmm. just did this. It was the same. It was Gotham and the police department. It was Jim Gordon all over again. Uh, you know, time's a flat circle. Mike. It's repeating itself. Like Chris's said. feathers are ruffled. Yeah, I'm, I'm just getting confused. That's all. I don't get confused very often. I can usually take most of this stuff. Uh, let's just switch over here to J.J. Abrams and his DC work. Um, he's apparently re- developing a new live-action Constantine movie for Warner Brothers. Okay. And I'm going to take this... Maybe this could have been one of those rumored ones we talked about last week. Uh-huh. Um, because this could have... The notes where this could have the same feel as his Justice League Dark HBO Max show he's working on. Uh-huh. In Zatanna movie. Now, if it's not Zatanna, maybe it's Constantine instead. Or a team-up movie of those two. Because they've been known to work together. Yeah, I mean, it seems like J.J. Abrams is definitely interested in this dark side of the DC universe. Uh, I'm curious if this builds up to anything, you know. Is this just going to be a standalone uh, DC uh, dimension, you know, Mm -hmm. that we've been talking about that doesn't interact with anything else? You know, eventually in season four and five, it casts its own Batman and Superman. So these people have like bigger baddies or bigger goodies to fight or team up with, you know, whatever ends up happening there. Black Adam. Yeah, and it's just like, and is this technically in the same universe as the Green Lantern show that's ending at that, that's landing at uh, HBO Max? I just have no idea. Much like you, I'm very confused because, like, you know, what's the buy-in here? Like, is this if if this is just a standalone thing under a microscope? You know, it's just less exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Well, if JJ if Abrams is working on all these things, I think they'll all be connected, and I don't know if they'll go backwards into the larger universe um if they don't want to it could work out and you know they could have like this own little supernatural dark spooky kind of vibe going on where they don't have to go do anything but maybe down the road you know that we we see this infinity war you know, like where guardians was stand alone avengers was stand alone eventually they cross paths right yeah that was i mean that was the fun part always imagining like i know i know the whole mcu like started uh kind of just amazingly without some of these big characters like the x-men or spider-man uh but it seems like now finally they're going to be crossing over with them but it's also it's just kind of weird like oh imagining like 
imagine Marvel trying to make its own standalone universe where you're going to get all of these characters that are never going to cross over with Iron Man and Captain America or any of these other characters. It's just going to be this random offshoot. And it's like, oh, yeah, that was all the TV shows. And mm-hmm. we all saw that how that went. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I, I think that, yeah, you can't have, you have dual parentship on those down there. Um, my, my favorite article today was like, uh, who played the Kingpin? Vincent D'Onofrio. He's like, doesn't know if he'll return as a Kingpin. He's not. He's not coming back. Like that's done. Like stop making that just goes to, just goes to show you how these actors just don't know anything. Like any like any just nerd off the street could just tell Vincent D'Onofrio to just stop waiting by the phone. He's not coming back as the kingpin because as we all know, actors only know what they know from the script. Like no one ever tells them anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their contract says they have. He might be contracted to do with uh, another season or something, but like there's no guarantee it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So could could be one of those things. But speaking of costume, before I forget, Keanu Reeves will be at a San Diego Comic-Con at home panel to celebrate the 15th anniversary of Constantine. Oh, that would be an interesting movie to revisit. It's been a, it's been a long time since I've seen that film. But I, I remember I saw it in theaters, and I was like, yeah, this is all right. You know, this is fun. I mean, I don't know exactly where we go from here, but, you know, I sat down for, you know, two hours, and I was entertained. Uh, but I guess that wasn't enough. I don't know if it didn't make enough money or if – and maybe Keanu well, didn't want to do a sequel or what happened. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think it, I don't think it did spectacular. Um, I don't think it was R rated, was it? Oh, I'm, God, gonna, I don't I'm know. gonna look this up now. Um, I remember watching it because it had um, I always forget his name as the as the devil. Um, uh, I've got I've got to pull it up here. Um, I've got I've got to pull. What's his name? The actor's name? Peter Stormare <laughs> as. I like how you assumed I would know that. I thought you might, you know, random things occasionally. Um, but, you know, um, it, I don't have the box office here, the reception. I think it didn't really, you know, it's like a 46% on Rotten Tomatoes, 50 out of 100 on Metacritic. So it's like a middle of the road kind of thing. Um, um, but a lot of people were upset that Constantine, he wasn't the blonde haired guy from the comic books, you know. Like the fans at the time were like, meh. But, uh, you know, even, you know, it's got uh, Rachel Weisz and, and Keanu Reeves in it. Um, you forgot Shia's in it, man. Remember? He was the kid. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I The thing I remember the most from Keanu Reeves' Constantine movie was the weird, bizarre crucifix shotgun he had. Uh-huh. That thing was cool. It had, like, a barrel on it. It had a crucifix in it. And it's like fire all, holy water or something. Yeah, and it's, like, all gold, too. I mean, that thing was badass. I don't know if that is ever shown up in the comic books, maybe, like, in the 90s or something like that, when big, oh. obtuse weapons were invented. Well, Alan Moore, you know, critted Constantine and Swamp Thing. So, of course, this guy has, like, a he's not your normal comic book character. Um, but I remember it was like, it was very much like, you know, death and suicide and all sorts of like adult themes in here. I was looking up the rating, wasn't I? And I never really found the rating. Um, uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to take a, take a look at it here, but I, I think, you know, casting was fun. And I think Count Reeves, you know, we're, we're in the, what was it? The Countessons, we call it. Um, he's in that what, video game, Cyberpunk 2077 coming out. Um, oh yeah, that's right. He's got Matrix. He's got a Bill and Ted. He's, he's all over the place. So, I mean, I'm, I'm. I'm excited to to see him kind of revisit that a little bit um, for that. So um, I didn't I didn't find the rating. Um, rating. Sorry, we'll let it. Oh, slide, it was guys. R. That's why it was rated there R. There you go. I was like, there was some there's some really like there's blood and like cutting wrists and stuff in there. Like it's this adult material. Like I didn't think they PG thirteen that. So anyway, Justice League Rebirth. This is a rumored thing here that, the, that Warner Brothers is planning a Justice League movie that soft reboots the Justice League as we know uh, it. Here but, we go. <laughs> but here's the thing, Mike. We fucking have to. Um, <laughs> ben Affleck is out, right? 
you mm-hmm. can't have Justice League without a Batman. So you need some Batman. Um, but they were going to include characters from the film, like you know, who are doing popular, like Aquaman and Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. possibly the Flash if that ever gets made. But also mm-hmm. incorporate the new ones like Shazam, a new Batman, possibly you know Green Lantern down the road. So is that kind of what's needed for this? Yeah, I, it just it makes you it's, it's like there's two there's got to be there's like two options up on a whiteboard there. They're just like, do we just move forward and just pretend like these things never happened, and uh, we just have Wonder Woman and Aquaman, and then uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman just all meet up, and we just pretend that none of the other films happen. We just play dumb and we move forward. Hopefully, we cross our movies, and the movies are really good that we make with them, and people will just you know forgive it and we'll move forward. You know, or do we do what everyone's been talking about? And do we do some sort of flashpoint thing that just acknowledges all this crazy stuff has happened, and then we just use like yeah. some sort of fantastical magic in canon to to wipe the slate clean? You know. Well, I uh, think that you know, rebirth is a uh, moniker for you know what DC did when they rebooted their comic books a while back. Uh-huh. What if we do a crisis movie instead? Because we watched the crisis work on Arrow, right, and Flash. Uh huh. They acknowledge all of these things happen, but then they merge the best parts together at the end. Yeah, I mean, really, the the only things that the the only real attachments that these heroes have is basically their families slash their love interests. You know, Martha, like if we bring Martha. like yeah, <laughs> yeah, like if we bring over if we bring over Henry Cavill's Superman, you know, what happens to his what happens to his mother? What happens to Lois Lane? You know, do how do those do those characters get killed off? Do they get moved over? And then you then you also kind of have to deal with these like kind of normal mundane questions of just like. Like okay, Lois, you're in a new, you're in a new dimension now. Is there already a Lois Lane here? You know, do you have to go out reapply to work at the Daily Planet? You know, there's kind of weird things that you got to figure out and somehow acknowledge in the script. I guess you don't have to go 20 minutes into well, how does Lois Lane get a job, but you know, you got to write some sort of line of like how do these new characters live in this new world? You know, well, I mean, they did that pretty well with Spider-Man after the the blip, if you will. Um, yes, with the advantage that they're in a very humorous tone in those Spider-Man yeah. movies. Right, but I'm just saying, like, you'll, I think the other films will ad- adjust them, but they don't have to do it immediately. Like, that that's mm. that's future stories they could tell down the road. Mm. And also with the with the the quote unquote blip in the MCU, that was a shared experience of everybody on the planet, so everyone can openly talk about it. If they do like Flashpoint or Crisis or anything like that, is it just going to be the heroes that know about it? You know, like are only a couple people like going to know exactly what happened? Because if I remember right, I have dropped off of the the CW universe, but when they did Crisis, I believe when they merged they when they merged all of these worlds at the end, only the heroes knew what had happened no one else really knew everything was just you know how it all has always has been so uh yeah there's a lot to work out that's for sure no matter what they do uh there's a lot to consider yeah or they could just ignore it and move forward which might be the best bet because then they don't have to do any work They're like well this is the new batman now he's a little shorter than last time she could just do star wars aren't you, aren't you a little you know short to be a batman <laughs> yeah and then move along so Justice League definitely needs something before they do the next team up, um, but you know I think they need to get more characters out there before they do this time. I, I say it every week: as long as it's earned, you just got to earn these moments. Put, put a movie out there before you build up to everybody. <laughs> yep. So, uh, Tron Three um, is back on track apparently at Disney uh, with Jared Leto involved. 
Tron is back on the menu, boys. I think, I mean, I, like I said, I just rewatched Legacy, uh, right? Uh, mm-hmm. A while ago, not too long, a couple weeks ago. I think it's fine. I think Tron's a, a great thing because, you know, even technology has evolved since Tron 2 came out. Um, mm-hmm. And what does that look like? Because they left that where they brought actually a robot into the real world uh, or an uh-huh. AI into the real world. What's the implications of that? What's the world look like with this, you know, um, ability to do so? And, you know, with the supposed, um, I don't think it was destroyed. I think just the gateway between the worlds was destroyed. Um, so I think there's some opportunity here. Jared Leto doesn't make me feel any better about it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm pitching, I'm pitching an idea here where some sort of, uh, some sort of bad organization, uh, gets a hold of that technology, starts bringing programs to life. They're making like a private army with it. And then, um, it's the matrix. Uh, it turns I into the matrix. Finn. And then what, what is Finn's son? I don't remember his name. Um, yeah, uh, Finn's legacy, whatever, whatever it was. And then Olivia Wilde, they go off on a mission to, to take down this machine and to stop them from making well, anything. And there's probably some sort of supercomputer that if they hit it enough, it destroys all the things that they created in the world, like I, a hive mind situation. I, I think it's going to be more of, she's probably captured and experimented on. Ooh, go darker with it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Jared Leto, he, does, he strikes me. I mean, if they take him out of literally what they did with, uh, what was the last movie he was in where he was blind and had the robots, that was uh, Blade Runner. Oh, uh, yeah, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. They can put that same character in this. You know, he wants to experiment with the robots and make the robots smarter and work for him. And this is essentially what she is. A, a robot flesh and blood. Yeah. So yeah, I think when these reports dropped, there was also word uh, that uh, Daft Punk could be coming back to do the yeah. soundtrack. Which, if this just gets me another uh, Daft Punk uh, Tron soundtrack, I'm okay with that. You know, you don't even have to put, you don't even have to film anything. Just have them make the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll be great. Well, they could do the, that animated movie like they did for the uh, one more time. Uh, the anime Daft Punk. It's it's never been more. It's never been more childhood it's, for me. It's never right been there. more nostalgic for Mike. <laughs> Until now. Until we talk about Power Rangers, Mike. Nostalgia uh, attack. Well, Chris, go, go. Go, um, go on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a new, the new movie reboot that they've been working on could actually be set in the TV show continuity, Mike, rather than um, try to create a new one. Okay. And then it could all involve time travel and crossovers to go revisit yeah. some of these popular Rangers. Okay. You got to hire somebody that just is it, the likes of like um, – uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, somebody that can really lean into like the meta silliness of this world that'll really like appreciate kind of the canon, but also just totally lambast it if if they need to. There are new Power Rangers comic books that deal with like alternate universes and stuff like that, like with the original. Like there's a like, Green Ranger who went to like win and he was called like Lord Dracon in that universe or whatever. Mm-hmm. That shit is awesome. Um, they turn that into like a, a video game, like Power Rangers something grid. Um, uh, like Attack of the Grid. I don't know what it's called, but that kind of stuff. The people who are writing those comic books should work on this wholeheartedly. They know the universe inside and out as well to make sure yeah. everything works. Because I mean, uh, I mean, I know you ended up seeing the last Power Rangers movie that they made. Crispy you Cream. actually had That's a, all I walked out. Yeah, anyway. you had a you had a pretty positive reception of it though, right? You, yeah. you thought that at least they had they had cast good characters. The story was all right. It was you know, it was every, it was a fun time, but like it it didn't hold up. You know. 
on yeah, the and, it, and it's just like if they're if, if they're being somewhat faithful to at least the archetypes and the canon and how like the teenagers get their powers, and then even that can't get going. Yeah, you got to do something different and crazy, mm. and you gotta you gotta lean into the market. You have nothing but nostalgia. You have generations of children out there that grew up on different types of Power Rangers that you can take advantage of here with a crazy movie oh, that just includes them all. It's like twenty five plus years of of Power Ranger shows, two mm. movies. A lot of these actors still come back to the show sometimes, right? Or, or like travel under like there's whole Power Rangers sections at Comic Cons that you can go visit these people. They are still living it up. People are still loving this. And if you can make it work and bring some of those people in and just at the end it's just maybe a bunch of famous Power Rangers fighting each other. They're fighting the, the bad guys, wouldn't that look awesome? Yeah, it's just it's three words. It's a uh, Spider Verse, uh but Power Rangers. Yes. Just do that. <laughs> exactly. So many red rangers and white rangers and green rangers and black and blues and yellows and pinks. They'll have cars. I just want the I just want really good zords, Mike. I want oh, really good zords. 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 They they can look blocky as hell. I don't want them to look real, but when they come together they better they better look What's fun. that? Oh man, what's that anime that I grew up loving? Um Zoids. Zoids. <laughs> Zoids. You're one Make a Zoid. Yeah. Make a Zoids movie. Come on. They they talked about it. Um so. Oh man, the nostalgia. Oh man, I sorry. I just googled Zoids and I'm getting like these intense flashbacks. You, look, you looking at the Liger? The Liger Zero? Oh my god. This was this was one of those like animes that was, you know, ported over to the United States when I was when I was a kid. To sell toys. And <laughs> and to sell toys exactly, but also like none of the canon made any sense because it was one of those things that like all of the characters and Zoids get like upgraded like in some sort of season and then you lose the plot and then that just stops airing and yeah. you think oh do Zoids still even exist and I don't even know how many episodes they made of this I have not seen there, all of there Zoids, are tons sure. I think five or six se- series of Zoids um, but the one we watched I think the one that came to America was like season series two um, but I remember them because you had the white Liger Zero, and then he could get upgrades that changed his color and a couple of abilities. So oh you'd want to buy yeah, all this those was, toys. This was totally just the sell. I can't believe I didn't realize this back then. This was the sell toys. Yeah. Oh man, I'm just I'm I'm doing Google image search right now, just looking at all my old Zoid buddies that I haven't chatted yeah. with in a while. That's fine. Oh my god, there was like a dragon that had cannons and yeah. Oh well, that god. was the base, man. It was a lot like Power Rangers. They put the Zoids in that that shuttle. And then Zoids, like, they come out and fight each other in these arenas. And and it was a pretty much a competition, like, a about... Can you imagine a video game like this, Mike? <laughs> oh, my God. I think, well, I scrolled past a couple of things that might have been box art for a game. But, you know, who knows? It could just been fan Yeah, made. but play, PlayStation 1 era oh, video games aren't that there's good. something on the Switch. There's, it's called Zoids Wild, King of Blast. You can buy it for, uh, like... Almost ninety dollars. Uh, I think you have to import it. Um, okay, here's some screenshots. I want to see. I want to see the that's reviews a, before we. That's we a get zoid. Into this. That's a zoid. It looks. That's a zoid. That's a zoid. <laughs> okay, I, I finally found a game. It looks like a fighting game set up. There, like there's have, only like, the sixteen characters. I can't do this. Yeah. I need more. <laughs> Man, I love our zoids off. Yeah. Here. Anyway, well, we'll have to go get a theme for this section of the, the podcast as well. <laughs> All right. right. We're going to switch over. Another video game getting a movie release, actually, good tie-in, is Monster Hunter uh, with Mila Jovovich from Resident Evil fame. The film, um, I say next film, it's just the film, is pushed back to next year, uh, from September of this year to April of next year. Um, I think the September 4th date is also shared with another movie that they were kind of worried about anyway. So moving April amongst uh, COVID shutdowns and uh, its competition is probably smart. For this movie 
Well, I think uh, more importantly to, to note here is uh, Zoid's Volume 1, <laughs> The Battle Begins on Amazon. The DVD is $99. There's only one left in stock, but Chris... I know you're worried. It's a hefty price. You know, There's only one left. Uh, the VHS tape is available for $33. You know what? There's and a notes. There's a, a shared notes app we have, Mike, where you can just go type this in, and it might appear oh one day. Oh, my God. Zoid's going to do it right now. Do guys. it right now. All right. The last bit of news here. If you've read the book Ready Player One, if you've seen the movie Ready Player One, the unoriginally titled sequel of the book Ready Player Two will be out this November. Oh man, I forgot about this news. Yeah, this this was like this happened earlier in the week, and I didn't even i i think I think the most uh, the most uh, incriminating uh, evidence for the first uh, Ready Player One movie is I tried to think back and I couldn't remember it. Like I remembered like one or two parts, but I was like. How did the movie end? What happened? There was a DeLorean in it. Wasn't Cyclops in it? And then like, um, I think I saw like, there was like an Indiana Jones Honest trailer um, that came out and they made some sort of joke about CG and then they cut to the final battle from Ready Player One. I was like, oh yeah, that happened in that movie. So the, the first film to me is just so utterly forgettable that that's not a good sign. And I feel like the only reason it's getting a sequel is because Steven Spielberg was attached to the first one. So he'll, if he doesn't direct the second one, he'll at least the, be a producer and they can still put his name on th- it. This is not the movie. Again, this is just the book. Um, but people love the book and the movie did take some liberties. So maybe the book won't just be a out all out reference. Um, Hey, remember this nostalgia fest kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But again, th- no, this is not the movie. They'll probably green light a movie, but the, the the novel will be out November that they're they're working on. So, well, I'm glad to know that we're still one step away from <laughs> yeah. a studio making a mistake. <laughs> yeah, one step. All right, Mike, that's our news for this week. Uh, let's wrap it up and get out of here for the day. All right. No, you're not gonna. <laughs> this is the part of the show, Chris, where usually you ask people where they can follow me. <laughs> well, I was gonna just have you go into it, Mike. We don't have to. You don't have to do it. I just figured let's wrap it up. And then you're going to oh, be like, okay, boy. well, you can find me at... Where are you going to find oh, me? Where are you going to find me at, Mike? I, We're going to find out if Chris cuts this out of the show. I'm, if not, you wanna... I'm not doing it. This is staying the whole time. <laughs> you can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter. And you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, people want to see where you are, what you're up to in the world. This nice little segue for this you. This nice little segue. Thank you. you for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. Uh, you can also head over to Comic UI. If people want to know more about the show, some of our reviews, listen to our older episodes, find out how wrong we are uh, after after that, or what things we've forgotten we've said, uh, where can they find us at? Oh, man. I love how this show always just goes off the rails at the very end of the episode. With Zoids. Uh, I'm can, looking at Zoids can, right <laughs> now, just to let you know, the transforming action <laughs> but that's, that's what we can blame it on. And I didn't get my segue due to Zoids. But uh, you can uh, you can visit SuperheroSlate.com. You can, you can find us places, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. You know where we are. You're already <laughs> listening to us. You're already subscribed. We got a website. Yeah, we're, not, Go there. we're not gaining you in the, in the last 10 yeah. seconds of the show. <laughs> we're on Facebook, Twitter. You know, we're on social media. We're not on TikTok. So I'm not letting China steal all of our data. Uh, you know, Who's got time Super for that? Ain't nobody got time for that. Dot com uh, slash store. Uh, Chris, I think it's time we wrap this one up. Let me know if anyone's <laughs> watching Warrior Nun. Do you also like Zoids? I had some Zoid toys. I don't remember if they were like models, like if you had to build them like a Gundam or if they came pre-built, but I tacked. I remember tactile feelings of Zoids. That's well, all I can say. Well, we'll, we'll but, see uh, what I can do for you, Mike. Um... <laughs> We will catch you guys next week. We're going to end this before it gets off real bad. All right. Super fan, you know what to do. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. (laughs)
Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Like, I'm, I'm honestly open to spending about 50 bucks importing candy a month, Mike, if we want to do it. <laughs>